Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Five o'clock hour, Jay Foreman, DP, brought to you by the Mercado, certified Piedmontese, special ingredients and butcher shop located at 84th and Havelock. Hey, text line. I got me a tomahawk, man. <clears throat> I want to know how long do you guys marinate it before you throw it on the grill? If you guys got tips or I want to say recipes because you don't, you don't ever need to season tomahawks too much. You got tips on how long you season it, you know, and marinate it, you know, obviously room temperature or whatever, uh, text them in. I, t- I tell you what. We'll, we're we'll, going we'll, gonna to do this this yeah. weekend. We're going to do this this weekend. We'll add to. Because it's going to be 8,000 degrees outside. We'll, we'll add 8, to. 8,000. For the best recipe. So yeah. This is a tomahawk, right? Yeah, tomahawk. So Don't whether it's. No bootleg w- recipe. Whether, it's, whether you're seasoning it, marinating it. And then your 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 cook tips, like yeah. how you cook it. Yeah. But we need listen. I want one text. I don't need like thirty eight right. different texts going through it. I need one text from you saying, "Okay, so the tomahawk showed up at your door." And Take you, us through the process, right? Four to forty eight it, hours. It's 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 twelve o'clock Friday. You you gonna grill this bad boy Saturday night at six o'clock? Yeah. I need to know what it is. We'll give you VIP passes, VIP passes to Eagle Raceway. And these are these are the this is the VIP joints, right? Corporate guest pass, special entrance, food, the whole shebangy bang for the next either one of the next two weekends, and we'll give you a pair uh, for that for the best response on what to do. It's a tomahawk. I sent Jay a video of this dude. Man, he had eight thousand tomahawks on there. Man, and I was like, that can't be real. It looks like, so good. It looks so good. He, and he had them all cooked. The same way, and that was a huge grill. It was like a huge metal, like, like a bed circular truck. like thing that just had. <laughs> How do you get the ones in the middle? How do you reach them? Well, the thing these tomahawks, I don't know what they, they where he got it from. It looked like it was some mooses or something, man. <laughs> it, like it the, was... the the bones on those things were so long, so it must have been those extra large animals that got him from so i don't know i'm, I mean, I'm gonna send you i'm gonna find the one i sent jay i'll send it to you also. yeah it was uh, it was uh it was impressive and uh so we we need your we we need what you guys think um so look up adam perry langfuls tulane tanner what what is this is that a mad te- is that a bad text or something no no he's um adam perry uh tulane tanner don't know don't well, that's the texter's name is Tulane Tanner. Ah, perhaps. got it, got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. Uh, SPG rub. Jay, what's the SPG rub? I don't know. Olive oil, or rosemary, olive oil. Salt, pepper. And Adam Perry Lang is a, a chef. Okay. So what's the G in? So salt, pepper, something rub, olive oil, rosemary, olive oil. Uh, let it sit at room temp and reverse sear. Mm, I like okay. that. Okay. Granulated garlic. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. I gotcha. 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 Well, like we said before, we uh, got off at the bottom of the hour. DP, we're gonna put you on blast from, from your commanders, man. It's uh, we didn't really get to cover it last week, but you know, you're in that training camp mode where uh, 
you know, look, Eric Bieniemy is a straightforward shooter. He's a football coach, and he he loves it. He loves the kids that are the the men that he coaches. Mm-hmm. He's been very successful. First of all, as a player, assistant coach, he's coached Hall of Fame players, future Hall of Fame players, coached with um, a Hall, obviously Andy Reid, Hall of Fame coach, to, multiple times Super Bowl champion, AFC Championship champion, all that stuff. Then he goes to the Commanders to fix their offense, to help their offense. And it's a job that he really – and like he said, I think, in his intro conference, that that he it, – it's it's a big risk for him because he could have stayed pat and, and went back in some, you know, form or fashion yep. back to the Chiefs and went, you know, try to go back-to-back. Um, and they would have walked on the back or went to somewhere else. He chose, he, he chose the, the commanders, look, with the coach somewhat on a hot seat, obviously turmoil with the ownership – um, even though it's been fixed and remedied. and But he went and took an offensive coordinator position with a quarterback with zero um, experience and starting uh, experience and obviously, you know, uh, credibility in the league, but a, a, a tremendous amount of talent in the skill positions from top to bottom, a better-than-average offensive line. And the first thing that you hear out of camp was, a player or mm-hmm. players. Generally, when they say players, it's one player, mm-hmm. and it's always the guy that's not at that. That's not in practice all the time. Mm-hmm. That's always available to talk. Mm-hmm. That's kind of has the you know in in our division. He's a guy that has a a lot of potential and superior talent, but lacks a little bit of edge. That's the most the guy. popular guy on the team. Right. Because people he talks to like every, him. He right. talks to everybody. The media gives him benefit of the doubt. Remember, Austin, we talked about the four the four fence posts, right? The best player, highest football IQ, smartest player off the field because he gets you through some corners, and then the most popular guy, right. the guy who has the most natural swagger, right? Bit of a BSer, right? right? Because he can get he through. Talks to everybody right? in the locker right? room. Like, right? He's, he's the one. He can work the room. He gets in the corner of the room. With in this situation, immediately my mind went to f- several players. One, I went to, to Logan Thomas, uh, quarterback in college, high level football player. But the standard has been changed for him. Told him, listen, this is a enemy system. Who does he? Who did he favor in Kansas City? Tight end. So you need for, for him to run what he wants to run. He can't be John Bates. That's not who that is. Can't be Cole Turner. Has to be Logan Thomas. And if Thomas, who is chronically hurt because he's working with a different body than he played with in college. Quarterback body versus tight end body in the NFL, different deal. So it's, as Jay said, the guy that's kind of there, high IQ, talented, but often injured, very likable on the microphone. I went next level with De'Ami Brown, who was super talented in North Carolina, very popular. But guess what? Now you've got a different – if you could – prototype a Tyreek Hill type player off this commander offense it's De'Ami Brown it's De'Ami Brown and then he says to him listen you can't beat Cheetah without doing Cheetah work like that's the that's the, the real difference maker for all the for all these players is now the standard has changed the BS that got you out of the playoffs is not accepted anymore because you have somebody that could tell you that's not what it looked like bro that's not Antonio Gibson, a receiver in college. A receiver in college. Bienemy knows how to use those running backs. Yeah. But he's got Brian Robinson Jr., who's a Stone Cold stud. Right. And if you're Antonio Gibson and received a lot of hype, and you can help this team by being the pass receiving 
slash slash runner that Kansas City used in their offense, then you got to listen to the dude that can tell you what to do to be successful. And if you've never had anybody three years, they tell you, hey, man, just be you. Just be you. That's good enough. Right. Then you have somebody say, no, man, you need to be the best you for me. Every day. <laughs> like for all of this stuff. So, yeah, the sta- it, it gives me some hope that the standards are changing, the work ethic changes, and then it would lead me to question, well, who's going to do that for Kansas City? Now the enemy is gone. Yeah, and see, yeah, and that, <laughs> well, that's the thing, is as much as he, as he would – get up in Patrick Mahomes stuff or or, or, or calm him down and, and be like when Patrick would come off, he would say, hey, man, you need to calm down. Or, and, and you know, the, you saw the game when they were playing out at, at L.A. against the Chargers that, you know, Mahomes wanted to go for it. They wanted to get into the locker room, regroup, because they weren't playing well. Um, that's gone. Yeah. And now now it's at, in, in, in Washington. I think what, what Antonio Gibson needs to understand, I'm sure he's thinking he wants to be the starter. You actually could actually make more money of is being kind of like a, a Pollard in Dallas, meaning you might not be the starter, but you're getting like say like eight to twelve carries in say like eight to fourteen touches because you might have more touches out of the backfield one game and then fifty fifty the next, and be that effective player and with let, the second best defense on the field right. in the most high critical highly critical moment and match up right prowess like against set a up linebacker for you to you win know, or right? something like yep. that. Because you can't, you, you know, it's hard for you to, to to turn your nose up at Dotson, McLaurin, Samuel as three starting wide receivers. You get Logan Thomas to get out of his own way. And if not, you need John Bates to step up in a superior way. It takes all the pressure off of Howell. You got a thumper in Brian Robinson that, that – You went like, and got a fullback. Right, you got a fullback. Billy in Nebraska. They went and got a, a fullback. Real fullback. Got a real fullback. fullback and now – look, and they're flashing it. They're showing it. Right. Like, just imagine, again – which is why, you know, Nebraska fans. Jay, tell us the difference between a team will line up with you that week with a fullback or without a fullback. Well, here's the, here's really the biggest difference. You know, a lot of teams – and, you know, some teams get away with it and some teams do really good at it. But – so, like, okay, let's look at Minnesota. They generally – sometimes they'll at least have two tight ends and sometimes a three. Um, when they were really good, I felt like running the ball. They had a guy who was number 42, I think. And he was a fullback, but he was the size of a lineman. So he could be – They had Asiata for a bit, big right. Polynesian fullback, right. short yardage guy who did some banging. Then they brought in a buddy of his to bang for him. Right. So they <laughs> so they had it. And so when you think of like the Gophers, when they go three tight ends and that fullback or in that tight end, that moves tight end goes in the backfield. See, them dudes don't want that. They don't want to come up in the hole and see a Jay Foreman – or a linebacker. They don't want that, right? And, and especially at the NFL. Them tight ends don't want to ice hands get Hands get hurt. Right. right? Well, they just, Bruised they, they, up. Well, you got to think. <laughs> a real fullback is six foot at most. Uh-huh. There's A lot of these tight ends are six five, six six. They ain't got the leverage. and they, mm-hmm. So, they don't want to be a fullback, right? Does that worry you about Janarin Bonner at all? No, because he's going to be kind of like, Juice, juice, uh, juice, at uh, San Fran. Yeah. Well, you're gonna run him out, and he'll, he's gonna be able to get the edge. He's gonna be able to do he'll that. Give the he, impression that he can yeah. block you there, but he's only gonna bleed through that linebacker and sit down behind. Or he's gonna, be able, <laughs> he's gonna be able to get out on the edge and and be physical out there. So. But when you have a real fullback, that's about that business. That means you expand that running playbook to power, power G, 
power week. You know, you can do I I think I, I think the power or ISO power week is the hardest play. He got a neck. Because <laughs> you're you're when you're running it to the weak side, you it's actually you don't have that extra defend in there to kind of trip up your runner. You can hit your head on the goalpost and they can bleed you to death. Right, so right. It, then also if you have a fullback that can actually run a couple pass routes that can catch that third and three and turn it up. Sam and, Gash and, was know. like it was perfect. He caught he caught eighteen balls a year, but they were all first downs. Right. And they were nobody all, covers them. Right. Like it was just <laughs> So if you could catch it out of the backfield and, and then say, you know, he turns up and say you you, you you throw the curl route, you do flat curl, you throw it the curl, the curl guy breaks the the tackle, the fullback comes and gets a big block. That's how you get explosive plays. And so what Washington may do, um, they're gonna they're gonna try to thump you and Brian Robinson is a real deal running back. Mm-hmm. And then you got Rodriguez who you drafted this year. And then along with Gibson, you know, you're really trying to make it real comfortable with a young quarterback. And it's really good for how, and if it was whoever went in there or whatever the guys were that went up there and said, man, this is too intense. If you have Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, and Cheetah all talking about, yeah, it's hard at first, but it's going to be the best thing for you, and you guys haven't won anything, that's part of why you haven't won anything. And that's the one you look at Nebraska – that's the difference. Sometimes you fight newness and change out of habit because you're used to doing just enough to get by, but you're viewing it and sometimes have been viewed as doing really good things. So when somebody's coming in and introducing you to, in this case, down there at the stadium, oh, a higher percentage of, of demand, a higher percentage of accountability, a higher percentage of expectations, and just flat out frankness like you need to earn everything that you get here right does it mean i don't like you it doesn't really mean it's really telling you you don't you you necessarily don't have to be an all big 10 player if you're not that good but what you're not going to do is not be an all all big 10 player and then be you know a below practice squad type of practice player or teammate because then you're not only wasting my time which would be the coach your teammates time and everybody else it's the fake and the funk right it's fake and the funk you you, you say you want to win and and you give half effort at inappropriate times that you're putting in the effort right but when the need when it gets real when the, when the, as they say when the road gets really trafficy right what do you do it's a big difference maker. so you're really trying to change the habit so so really when you look at matt rule and um eric Bieniemy. Uh, Deion Sanders, Primetime Sanders, all these coaches are going to new places. You're really trying to start by changing their work habits and expectations, and those are hard things to do. When you look at – and when you look at – I mean, P.J. Fleck did it. When you look at when Colorado, a 1-11 team, and those dudes were mad because the dude said, I'm coming, I'm, I'm bringing better players. You guys were 1-11. If you were doing the things that you needed to do, that the past coaching staff probably – wanted you to do to the maximum and then some matt rule wouldn't be here Dion wouldn't be in colorado eric b wouldn't be in washington you just the you, generally if you're besides jerry jones you don't fire winning coaches mm-hmm. jerry jones ran jimmy johnson up out of there because he wanted to be the gm head coach and get all the credit while jimmy was being the head coach and jimmy wanted to be the gm and it was just a clash of the titans so i think if self-awareness is there but I think those type of guys, I think there's enough guys, especially with McLaurin. Mm-hmm. He's a really good leader. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll handle that before Ron Revere does. I think with Eric Bieniemy, 
and you see it some with Matt Rule, and I said, you look, you don't want to be one of a few, right? The one of the few that don't get it and can't get in line. They'll get those guys in line, and then the success will come from with the offense because they have talent to be effective in the NFC East. They are a matchup problem because they're not scared of the Cowboys. They beat the Eagles. They beat the Eagles. Yep. And they're thinking that when they're looking at the Giants, they're a one-hit wonder. Yep. Because that defense is thinking, if I can get in there, if if the Saquon isn't you know on a heater like he was last year, Danny Dimes, we like that because they don't have him being at an outside that can challenge. Well, you, you don't have you don't you didn't have two of your horses in the middle of that right. defense again. And here's the part that, and coming from DC, what I hear is that the best thing for this offense, and that what Bienemy is a pure fire sign that for Bienemy that they're going to be all right, is that they have to face that defense every day. Yeah, you ain't got no like, choice but to get good. Like he's like, listen, man, <laughs> I'll take. He said, I'll take. I'll the Washington defense. He said, I'll take them over everybody else in the NFC East. And then if I have to work at their standard, and remember that they're still chasing the Eagles <laughs> after kicking the Eagles' tail, right? <laughs> the well, offense will get better. The yeah, offense the defense will get, will get better. better with a better offensive game plan, a better execution. Like I said, when you're sitting on the sideline and it's third and three. And you know that I've been there when I was down in Houston. I know we ain't even it's third and one. I'm over there ready to go. Punt team, get ready. When, <laughs> right? helmet, helmet on. Helmet on and everything. Yeah. Forget the Gatorade. So, like, when you're a defensive player and you have comments, that was like when Tommy played and Scott played. We knew that they would get that yard. And you saw, it, like, you need a quarterback or an offense that that's going to be the defense's best friend. That's how defenses are really, really um, consistent. And then they can become dominant. Did, did you see the text for you? Jay, what fullback really hit you hard in the NFL or college? Uh, well, oh, well, Corey Schlesinger, for real. Like, when I, I got – I mean, I was a little pipsqueak, and I was on – you know, I was a red shirt. So, Corey Schlesinger baptized me. Everything else was <laughs> – everything else was downhill after that. Um, so, it was Corey Schlesinger. And then I had to find a way to keep my shoulders healthy and – you know, I had to get in the weight room and everything else. Corey Schlesinger, we in the league we called him Ram Man, one pop because he was just he was going he was trying to kill you. Yeah. So I would just I was get just hit, give him the dead leg. He go flying. He'd be old flyby right. In the league, I'm gonna tell you who used to bring the heat, and I'm gonna tell you about it. Is is I'll never forget this. Is Sam Gash, and I you know you hear about Sam Gash, you know, and I've watched him. He's Penn State. And, yeah, I knew who he was when I came into camp. And, you know, he we had Antoine Smith as our running back. And you hear about Sam Gash. And we had this outside linebacker named Dan Brandenburg. My man did not miss a day doing biceps and triceps. But he had these skinny old bird legs because he, <laughs> because he was a former basketball player. Now, listen, my man had a 39-inch vertical, 40-inch vertical. He could hoop because we'd hoop, you know, after working out. But he, had, he was only – 225, 230, but he had these big old arms. Bruce DeHaven loved him because he was good on special teams, fast, you know, great athlete. He wasn't a starter, but, you know, he was the number two guy. So we get in the nine on seven. The first, you know, we the first couple of days we're in, you know, helmets for nine on seven. So you're walking out there. I'm nervous because I know I can hit it in Nebraska and, and be physical in college. They got a line. And so Sam Coward had, like, tweaked his growing. Ted Cottrell gets me the night before. You running with the ones. Right? Like, I'm thinking, like, I could be chilling where I could go against the twos and kind of go against guys my level, right? So we get in that bad boy, and they ran like a uh, 
split zone, you know, so Sam Gash would be in the, the, the fullback, and then he would kick out the end, and then it was the inside zone, so Antoine, you know, go left and cut back, right? The one thing I knew, my dad told me, he was like, you always pick the biggest and baddest dude in that thing, and you go knock his head off regardless. You would have thought I was in a run blitz. I timed up that thing, blew up Reuben Brown, made the tackle. I'm running around talking junk, and all I heard was, ooh, right? I was thinking, like, it was a one- or two-yard gain. You know, I'm a rookie. They shouldn't be nobody. Sam Gash hit Dan Brandenburg and looked like something off of, like, a cartoon. Hit this man and ejected him up in the air. Boom. So I'm like, dang, you know. So, but I was like, oh, you know, I was prepared for an ISO. So now we're in the season, right? And, you know, you get the, we'd get the, back then you'd get, now you get it on your phone, but we'd get the injury report of the teams we were playing. We were playing the Dolphins. This was Zach Thomas. They had uh, Gardner, Bowen, Jason Taylor. I mean, them dudes had some dudes. I mean, that was the best defense in the league. You know, Brock Marion back there, um, uh, Patrick Sertain, senior. And Sam Madison was the corner. So it was a battle of defenses. So I'm next to Sam. We used to call him Big Cuz because he would be in there. And he had one of them old school neck rolls. And he would – Super thick. Super thick. And, and uh, <laughs> hey, Austin, he had the biggest dip in his mouth. He country is all get out. And Big Good Cuz – fullback. Yeah, and Big Cuz would be sitting there. And he was doing it. He'd you know, get loose. And he started just – he was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm going to get him today. I'm going to get him today. And he started having this look in his eyes. So I was like, what's up, big cuz? What's on your mind? He's like, yeah. He's like, Zach Thomas had a little slight concussion last week. He's like, he's going to be out the game today. He's like, he's mine today. So I'm like, oh, I went over to my boy Bryson. I said, listen, big cuz is on a I said, hey. He's on a heater. I said, big cuz is on a mission, right? I look out there at the second quarter, ISO, because we got the ball on like the 22-yard line. Big cuz came. It was like a ram. He came through there high. Dropped that head on Zach Thomas. Zach Thomas was running on shoulder sleep, <laughs> staggering eight counts. Stanger. He came back, though. Stanger. And, and, and Sam, you would have thought Sam scored a touchdown. Three-yard game, and he running around. He's like, yeah, I got him. I got him. I was like, oh, man. So, it would probably be Corey Schlesinger, but I've seen Big Cuz make plenty of linebackers tap out. Like, hey, that's it. Because he, hey, he, was, he was a soul snatcher, man. And uh, But he's one of the greatest teammates I ever had. Um, most humble and like polite guys, you know what I'm saying? Like off the field, but before them games, boy, he be thinking some crazy stuff. So Sam guy, I always, you know, his son, uh, walked on at Michigan, mm-hmm. and I always talk to him every time, you know, every time Nebraska's gonna um play Michigan, but I always check in with Big Cuz. But uh, good story time there, and I will tell you this right here, uh, unknown texter. To be honest with you. I never feared no fullbacks. That was the thing. You never talked about fullbacks because it, it had to be just a known that we were going to get them. But there was something that brought some heat. Jay Former, DP, uh, we're going to go to break and come back in uh, one more long segment. We'll be right back. Watch Old School Live on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitch. Old School with DP and Jay on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. <laughs> 